I've just got off the plane, as Pastor Hartley said, from our C3 church in Mackay. It's rocking, absolutely rocking. And look, it was so amazing because uh, when I got up and looked out across the congregation, I said, this could be silver water. It's, it was such a multicultural congregation, and um, the praise was awesome, just like it is here. And so, well, how marvelous. Well, you know, um, Pastor Phil was apparently, I didn't know about it, but last week, um, apparently he was meant to be coming. Did you tell the church? And we were in our campus pastor's meeting, and uh, when, you know, it was said that Phil was preaching somewhere else, I saw Hartley's face just drop, and um, I'm going, just a minute, maybe I can get off the plane in time from Mackay and come straight here. It's only a five or ten minute car ride. That's what I thought. Duh, blonde. I just thought, oh, the airport and silver uh, water is so close. And then, <laughs> and then when Steve said, oh, it's like oh, 50 minutes, it's going to take us to get there. But here we are, and I, I really wanted to come because as we come into Vision Builders this Friday night, how exciting. I hear that you're all coming. It's going to be amazing. And of course, you know, my great passion is building the house of God. And I love our new series, Everyone Matters. And, uh, you know, we're better together and everyone just shouldering the load and arm in arm. And I love it. And so I am so thrilled to be here tonight to share uh, the Word of God in, in 10 minutes. I, I remember once Phil got up somewhere in one of our meetings and he had five minutes or something to preach and he jolly well did it. So, so tonight, let's um, just believe God that, you know, my prayer is that the Word of God tonight just goes into your hearts. And this is a message I shared at Oxford Falls last Sunday morning. And, um, and I'm just praying that God will bless you tonight. Amen. So my text, um, you know, it's, there's no, no secret that I love building the house of God. It's my greatest passion from, from since the age of 18 when I first walked through the doors of the house of God. I knew I was home. I didn't understand what that meant, but I knew I was home. And um, I know that many of you have got the same feeling when you've first walked into the house of God. And so my passion has always been to be a builder of the house of God and to give to the house of God. And we give to where we love. Am I right? And here in Chronicles, we have this wonderful uh, scripture, and it's actually relating to King David, who also loved the house of God. Well, he loved the God of the house first, and that's where our passion all starts. When we love Jesus, we love his house. When we love his house, we love his people. And look at you, you gorgeous things. I love you. And goodness me, Marpy is up on the stage. I said to Nat, she's having a baby, isn't she? Either that or she's got a soccer ball. <laughs> so how exciting. Marpy, are you having a baby? That's so great. So exciting. I just love, love you all. And so here, um, uh, beginning at verse 1, it's talking about um, how that David's love for the house of God caused him to seek his face to find out what he would give in the building of God's house. He, as a leader, he wasn't just going to leave it to everybody else to give, but he decided that he wanted to give 
to the building of God's house. And as we come into Vision Builders, this is our heart, that each one of us will ask the Lord, what can I do? What can I give? I'm so excited. Because this week, Pastor Phil and I will decide what we're going to commit to give over the next 12 months. And I love it. I love the challenge. I love the challenge of giving. I love the challenge of, you know what is more, it, it's, it sorts out, giving sorts out the affections of your heart. And it sorted out, it, sh- it reveals the affections of our heart. When God puts his hand on our, uh, on our generosity plug, like for some, it's the battery's really low, right? And, uh, and he wants to charge it up. For others, it's really high and you need to temper it. You know what I'm, well, no, you don't need to temper it, but you've got to be sensible. You have faith and sensibility. And so here, David says, he says to all the assembly, Solomon, my son, whom alone God has chosen, is yet young, tender and inexperienced, and the work is great. For the palace or the temple is not to be for man, but for the Lord God. So David's looking out and he's, he's seeing his son, and we look out on our, on our campuses and on our congregations, and some people have, they need a lead. They need somebody to, to lead the way in giving. And so King David is doing this. And then he goes on to say what he's going to do. So I have provided with all my might for the house of my God. And it goes on to say what he's going to commit. Gold, the things of gold. You can see the scripture up there. I'm not going to read it all. It's just gold and silver and bronze and wood and all the stones that he's going to give. And then I love this next verse. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, in addition to all that I have prepared for the holy house, I have a private treasure of gold and silver, which I give for the house of my God. Isn't that beautiful? And then it goes on to say what it is. And somebody last week handed me this envelope, and he's a bit of a statistics person, and this is what he said, that when you add up the gold, the silver, and everything that David gave out of his own treasury, he was a pretty wealthy king, he gave, but out not out of the, the palace coffers, but out of his own personal wealth, 4.9, equal to $4.9 billion dollars. I'm like, I'm challenged. That's so awesome. That's a lot of moolah to be giving into the house of God. And then what David did was he turned uh, to the congregation and he says this, now who will offer willingly to fill his hand? And I love this bit. I'm sure this is the Amplified Bible. Is it, Rose? I'm not sure. And consecrate today to the Lord like one consecrating himself to the priesthood. In other words, the giving into the building of the house of God was considered like a calling, like the priesthood. It was a holy, sacred thing to do. It's a consecration. So, you know, when we pray, we go, oh, Lord, I'm all yours. You're the Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, His lordship is apparently, according to scripture, our consecration is in concordance with our giving of our heart to him, how much we're going to 
prepared to willingly fill our hand to give to God. Turn to somebody tonight and say, I'm willing. I'm willing. <laughs> Don't let that catch in your mouth. Yeah, give somebody a, you know, whatever it is, one of those fist punch things. So then, so the, the faith was stirred, and it goes on to say the chiefs of the fathers and the princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and of hundreds with the rulers of the king's work offered willingly. So I love that, the chiefs of the fathers. Now, I love that. That's like the grandfathers and the fathers, Mick. They went, okay, let's get to it. Let's get to it. That's basically what they said. And they did the fist punch. And, and then they, and it says what they gave. And I think that what happens is when, when we say, I'm willing to give a portion of my precious gold and silver and hard-earned cash, then faith is created. And it says here, then the people rejoiced because they had given willingly for with a whole and blameless heart, they had offered freely to the Lord. Isn't that awesome? And so we're, we're coming into an awesome time where we're better together and where every single person, it matters. And so my first point tonight, and I've got, I can't see the clock. There's just a scripture up there. What's the time? Oh, it's only quarter past. Praise God, I've got 15 minutes. Hallelujah. So my first point is the direction of our affection. We have to, to, you know, do a bit of a readout on our hearts and decide on the direction of our affection. And so here is the example that I've already read in Scripture of David. Really, he was, he was leading the way. He was showing his son and the people in the congregation and the people of Israel, this is what I'm going to do. Are you with me? And I don't know about you, but when I, uh, you know, I like to prepare and direct my affection for those I love. Like if I'm, if when I remember when Phil turned 60 um, and the pre preparations for his party, I was so excited. I was so excited and we organized and we bought him a watch and everyone put in for this watch. And I was so excited and we wrapped it up and we had the party at home and then there were speeches and there was yummy food and made the house all gorgeous. Why? Because I love him. Because I, want, I directed my affection. And when we direct our affection, things become really clear. And when we direct our affection into the building of God's house, his provision comes to us. His provision is released to us. It's quite, it's supernatural. His supernatural provision comes towards us when we commit to give into the house of God. And it's like he tests us. He tests us, and I'm going to talk about how he tested us at the beginning of our Vision Builders, um, the whole Vision Builders vision way back. But listen to this great scripture. I love this. Our generosity is reflected, right, in what we do, 
our generosity is affected in like the works that we do. And here in Proverbs 11, verse 24, I love this, really is challenging. Look, I want you to know that every time Vision Builders comes, there's always things in the natural that come into your mind to keep you from doing it, to keep you from like pressing in, to, 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 to try and speak into your mind, you know, why you shouldn't get involved. And every, because it's sacred to give into the building of God's house. And here in Proverbs 11, verse 24, it says this, and here's the promise of God. And I remind myself when I see a scripture like this, Lord, you know everything. You are the provider. You are the source of all our supply. It's not just the wage. It's not just bits and pieces coming in from here and there. But Lord, when we understand that Jesus is the source of all our supply, we can look above what we're just receiving in the natural. And here it says, there are those who, there are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. Now, that's a mystery, right? That's got to be a spiritual law. People that keep giving and giving and giving and yet increase more. And there are those who withhold more than is fitly due, that is, that is fitting or justly due, but it results only in want. What is that? I mean, that's saying to me, hello, something's going on here. There's a principle here. There's a spiritual law here that, that we need to step into and understand that when we scatter abroad, I mean, I can tell you over the years when we've committed into our, our, our vision builders or the building fund or our vision builders really, which is everything. Vision builders is all the work that we do in missions. Vision Builders is, is getting the Word of God out through your best life, the amazing TV, where hundreds of people have come to Christ. We're probably more, I mean, I met a girl in England when I was there in Sheffield um, this year, earlier this year, gorgeous girl, and she wasn't in church. She was just searching, and she turned on the TV, and she saw your best life with Pastor Phil, and then, and it had on the end our locations across the world. It had uh, Hope City Church, Sheffield, and London, and, and uh, C3 Church, Sheffield, and whatever. She went online, and she was living in Sheffield, and she went, I'm going to go along there. And when I went for that conference, she was serving in the house, and I did a little TV, I did a little interview with her, actually, to encourage Phil, to encourage Pastor Phil that all those hours of filming and, and putting and... See, that's gifting. He doesn't get paid for doing your best life. It's a gifting. So when we're sowing generously, what comes back? The building of God's house, seeing people saved all over the world. And, I, and that's what we've got to see. We've got to see a little further than just money in a bag and where's it going. Oh, my Lord, it's building the kingdom of God. You are. You are building the kingdom of God. And, and so it comes down to my second point, personal generosity. Turn to someone and say, 
personal generosity. We have to take personal responsibility for generosity. We have to take it on board. And in John chapter 6, I love this. I love this recorded actual story in the Bible. John chapter 6, verses 5 to 13. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Verse 6, I love this. But this he said to test him, for he knew himself what he would do. I tell you, it's a test. It's a test. Our personal generosity decisions, it's a test. And God is smiling. He's wanting to see what we're going to do and what we're going to say. He knows that his provision is going to flow like a river. But it's a test on our personal generosity. All right? And then Philip answered him. Right? So he's, Philip is thinking in the natural, just like you and I do. Right? It's, we're natural. We're responsible human beings. We think of the natural. Philip said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. So he's looking out over the crowd. He's like, we've got this and this and this. That's going to buy this and this and that. That's not going to cover it. And then one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, I love this. This is like Philip's got a view but his brother comes alongside with, and he's got faith in his heart. He's got faith in his heart. And maybe he's seen the provision of God happen. Maybe he remembers seeing like the fish. Maybe if this had been when Jesus said, put your, put your net out on the other side of the boat. Right? Maybe he'd, he'd had a test. Remember? He, you know, he said, Lord, we've been We've been uh, fishing all night and caught nothing. In other words, what he was saying is, what would you know? You're a carpenter. But it's a test. And then when he put the net out the other side, guess what? The net was full. So maybe in the back of his mind was, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I've seen this before. This is a trick question. This is a bit of a trick question, you know. But he, didn't, he wasn't able to sort of take Philip aside and say, wait a minute. This is a test. And that's why it's in Scripture, but it was a test, because he's now like, uh-oh. So, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number, about 5,000. That's not counting the women and the children, so let's imagine there were at least 10,000 and little children, hungry. And this little boy who's got his lunchbox, and you know, I can just hear his mother saying, when you leave, when you leave to go and hear Jesus today, don't forget to take your water bottle and make sure that when you get a little hungry, you have a little bit of protein. That's the fish. And, you know, make sure you look after yourself because, you know, cover your head out there in the desert type thing. And so, but this kid had faith. Should we let a kid put us to shame? He had seen the miracles. This kid had faith. And he's like, just a minute, if I give my lunch to Jesus, and he saw him raise the dead, he saw him put mud in somebody's eyes and he can see, 
This kid's like, this is a test. And this is my test of personal generosity. And he gave his, uh, and Jesus took the loaf, so he, he'd already given. The kid was like, mate, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a part of this. I'm going to be a part of this miracle. And he decided he took personal responsibility for his generosity. But he didn't just go, wow, praise God, praise God, it's awesome, vision builders, hallelujah. He actually gave his lunch. And you might be thinking, my lunch is as small. What I can give is as small as that little boy's. But I'm here to remind you tonight that your little lunchbox or that amount that you can sow in the hands of Jesus, you know what's going to happen? It's a test of your personal generosity. Let me read, let me continue. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, because he wanted the disciples to to touch and feel the miracle. He wanted them to, un, to, he wanted their hearts and their lives to be unlocked to the miracle power of God when it's blessed in the hands of Jesus. Look, what we have in the natural is not enough, but when we give it to Jesus, when we say, Lord, this is for you, this is for your kingdom, this is for your church, what did Jesus say? He never said, I'll build your personal ministry. What he said was, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against her. And I want to be known, I want to be known in my life and remembered as somebody who took personal responsibility for my generosity. And, um, And so, it's a test, and Jesus will test us, and he tested me. So, right back at the beginning of Vision Build, as it used to be called Rise and Build, we, uh, as, as we were coming into it, we were to go away and pray and ask the Lord what we should do. And so we were in that process. We'd said, Lord, we committed this to you, what we're going to do. And Phil went to preach in Perth, and I was in Sydney. And I remember I'd come home from morning church, and I got a phone call. Um, on the home phone in those days, it was way back in the 80s, and, um, and, uh, I, and Phil said, the Lord's spoken to me about our commitment, and what had happened was he'd asked the Lord what should, you know, for an amount that we could give, you know, over the, I can't remember, it was a year or 18 months or whatever, and the Lord gave this ridiculous number, $120,000, which was like 1.2 million way back there. It was like, hello, hello. And, um, and then, the, then uh, that was a shock. But then he asked the next question, how am I going to do that? And th- this is what the Lord said. You and Chris will give your wage into, your whole wage, your cash wage, into the building fund. And in Phil's mind, he said, Chris will never agree. We had three small children, a mortgage, uh, a car that wasn't my car that was, wasn't paid off, and kitchen renovations that we were paying off, you know, to the bank each month out of our cash pay, and then bills and food and all that. So, uh, cool, all right? So he's like, I'll ring Chris. There'll be a plan B. Have a plan B up your sleeve, Lord. But it was a test. It's a test of our personal 
generosity and our, okay, so it's two things. It's a test of our obedience as well, right? So Phil called me and he told me, and I said, okay, we had church that night, and um, I said, on Monday morning, before you get home from Perth, I'll go down to the beach after the kids are at school, etc., and I will pray. I'll ask the Lord. And to tell you the truth, I never doubted uh, that voice of all the amount, but what I needed to pray about was just give me a word. Just give me a word. Just confirm your word in some way. I don't know, drop a golden coin out of the sky. I don't know what I was expecting. But at least I was like, Lord, just show me that this is you. Confirm your word with a sign. I'm walking along the beach, just prayed this prayer, and uh, in front of my eyes as I was praying, I saw the pay envelope. And in those days, and many of you in businesses will remember this, you received your cash pay in like an orange envelope. It was no online you know, pays going in direct into your bank account. We'd get it in our little uh, file each fortnight, I think it was. And I saw the orange envelope. And next second, it exploded into a million pieces. And the Lord asked me this question, where are the boundaries of the envelope? And I went, nowhere, Lord. Flow into smithereens. And he said, so will be the boundaries of my provision as long as you uh, do this. Isn't that awesome? Ah, it's a test. And at that moment, for us, it was a test of our obedience, right? And it was a test of our leadership. It was, were we going to lead from the front in what the Lord had asked us to do? And at that moment that I said, okay, Lord, into my, it was like an arrow, a hot arrow went into my spirit Oh, it was like a gift of faith. That's the only way I can describe it. A gift of faith went into me, and um, and then we we went forward into first fruits. Oh, and he, so that was the test A. Test number B was we'd have a uh, first fruit Sunday, which I love. I love. I mean, we really it's a celebration, and we're bringing what we're going to be giving to the front, and we pray over all our our pledges and our givings, cash and pledges on the Sunday, which will happen on Sunday after Vision Builders Dinner at the, at the Hall of Industries. And so the other thing was you, to, get, to bring a cash amount for us uh, on, on um, First Fruit Sunday. But we didn't have any. I'm like, we didn't have any. And plus we had the, the bills. The four, it was $14,000 of debt Right, that was being paid out of our wages each month into the kitchen renovation and my car. It was a bit of a bomb, but nonetheless, we've all driven bombs for the Lord, haven't we? It was a bit of a bomb when we were paying that off. It was a few grand. And, and the Lord said, um, so then we asked again. It, it's, it's pretty dangerous asking the Lord, how, should, how can this be? Seeing I know not a millionaire, he's got away. And we had this little boat, a little 18-foot investigator. I'm going to put up the pictures now. We bought it one year with a tax return. It cost us $4,000. And it was a little wee investigator yacht. And we'd go out for, uh, uh, for January holidays. 
on pit border with our kids. That's Joseph, that little little tubby boy. <laughs> Isn't he gorgeous? And then, of course, that's Joe and Daniel. I don't know where Beck was. I think I think she's back in the background there somewhere, but we had a thing that if it rained on pit water, we wouldn't go in, but we'd make pancakes. And the kids loved it. They would we had a little rowboats and we had, you know, the, the rubber dicky dicky dinghy things with the old oars and they'd row into Cottage Rock. That's Cottage Rock in the background behind Joe. And it was it was uh it was a sacrifice. It was our sacrifice offering and do you know, that was harder to sow than actually, it took more faith to give that because you know what? It tested our affection. Was the affection of our heart personally in leading the way? Like I'm not, you don't sell your boat unless God says, right? If you've got one. I mean, some of you men, I mean, I've got a son-in-law who's got a tinny boat and he loves to fish, do spare fishing. And imagine, I mean, I'm just thinking, imagine if the Lord said, Matt, um, sell your or fishing gear for, for <laughs> there, there you go. I just hit the affection, mix affection spot, you know, sell all your fishing gear and, and, and whatnot. But that's not what the Lord's asking you to do, Mick. Fear not. <laughs> Fear not. This is just an example of our test. I want to inspire you, you know, that God's provision comes when we obey him. So we sold that boat, and I remember putting a little note in a bottle of champagne, <laughs> cleaning up the boat, <laughs> putting it on the little uh, inside table, you know, because you had to sort of go like this. It wasn't fancy, but it was an affection of our heart that the Lord was wanting us to release so that, that the vision would be released over our people. See, when we take, when we are generous personally, it goes out to the kids. And what happened was, so it took us five years to pay off that amount of money. But in that five years, only occasionally at five to midnight did we lack. I mean, I remember at Christmases, um, one year in those five years, we're having 14 people for Christmas lunch. And I had a Bible college student, Judy Ann Clifton, many of you all remember Jude, who used to come and help with the kids babysitting and living in when we were away preaching, and she was an awesome cook. And I remember she came this Christmas Eve, and she's like, Doll, where's the food? There's nothing in the cupboards. And I'm like, don't worry, it'll come. The Lord will provide. And we had one guy in our church who worked for Master Foods. How many of you know the Master Foods? Well, let me just say this. His provision through Tim was unbelievable. Hams, the, the turkey, the, ha the um, pork things, the veggies, the caramello, chocolate by Cadbury's would have arrived <clears throat> on Christmas Eve. <clears throat> it arrived on Christmas Eve afternoon. And thank you, Tim. The only thing that I say to Tim was not the Lord's provision was the tinned tuna. And look, seriously, one night we're having dinner, and I, and we had nothing but this tuna and maybe a bit of pasta. I can't quite remember. I think it was pasta. And I'd made this thing in a cheesy sauce, and the kids were eating it, and Daniel looked up at me, and, and he said, Mum, this is chicken, isn't it? And I said, Daniel, if you, think, if you say it's chicken, then chicken it is. And he 
threw his fork down and he said, it's that tuna, isn't it, from Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> oh, but, you know, and one other time, Joe, oh, he dreamed of this bike and, um, oh, he'd seen it in the shop, you know, and it was, he can remember the colour, it was blue and silver or something, but we didn't have the money. So I bought the helmet from Kmart or something and wrapped it up, put it under the tree, right, and he thought obviously, rightly so, that we'd hidden the bike somewhere, like at somebody else's house. Seriously, on Christmas Eve, knock at the door, Tim. See, there's always someone who is the channel of blessing. I mean, yeah, maybe it's never happened to me that $500 when you need it most is comes out of a fish's mouth. I'm sure the Lord could do that, but normally his root of blessing is through a somebody, somebody who gets it, who, who feels called by God to help. You know, you've done it yourself. You've seen someone in want, and you've put, you know, $100 in an envelope and stuck it in their coat pocket, you know, haven't you? If you've never done that, you should do it. I tell you, it's just so awesome to bless other people. But it was our turn to be blessed, and the bike arrived. It was Tim, and I'm not lying. I'm not lying. It was the bike of Joe's dreams, and Tim didn't know, and it was the two colors of the helmet. How amazing is that? God knows. God knows. So we did that, and it took us five years to do it, and praise God, we always, and through all those years of giving was we had uh, that gift of faith in me. I saw my mum come to Christ. And Rebecca, who was like um, backslidden for some of that time, uh, came back to Christ. And I'm telling you, when you obey God, the devil is bound. He, your prayers have great power because you're standing on the sacred ground of building the vision, God's vision of building the church of Jesus Christ. And I couldn't believe how much when we were going through warfare and when the cupboards were empty, I'd go into my room and I'd like, I had that gift of faith. I was like, in the name of Jesus, get off our provision. And I would remind the Lord. I would say, Lord, you know what your servant, Phil Pringle, is sowing into the building of your house. I pulled the Phil Pringle card. <laughs> yeah, because we were doing it. And if you can pull your card with authority and prayer, and bind the devil because it's you you can't expect a harvest if you're not sowing seed. And so according to your seed is the harvest. And I would say to the Lord when we, it was like midnight or something, I was like, Lord, Lord, we are doing this in obedience to you. And that's that gift of faith that we have when we are doing it in obedience to God. So my third and last point, it's quarter to what? No, no. Oh my gosh, can the musicians come up? Oh my Lord, I'm so sorry. It's because I'm half asleep. I don't know what my middle name is. Oh, praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18. And my third point is we are better together. And I'm going to close here. We're going to worship the Lord because you've got a party to have. You've got a, like a party thing happening. I've got to get this party started. Nehemiah chapter 2.18 says, Then I told them, which I've done tonight, I've come to testify to you tonight 
of the hand of the Lord that's come upon and been faithful to Phil and I all these years. It's 35 years this Easter since we planted the first house and we have campus. This, you are our major, you are the campus of our deepest affection because I know what many of you have sown in order to see this vision come to pass and to see souls continue to be saved in the sacred place and on this altar for Jesus Christ. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which is upon me for good, and also the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, that's you, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Come on, let's stand together tonight. Oh, I just thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of your mighty word. Thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness as we listen and obey what you ask us to do. Lord, you're faithful. Oh, my gosh, Lord, you are so faithful, and we praise you tonight. And, Lord, as we look to the future, we see the house of God, the chief house of all the houses, the chief mountain, as Isaiah prophesied, the day will come, this day, when the house of the Lord will be the chief among the mountains of all and my people will flow into it and Lord our heart is souls our heart is to see our mums to see our daughters to see our sons to see our workmates come to you Lord and as we tonight just bring our hearts to you we bring our hearts to you here in the house and Lord we surrender to you we give we set our affection on you tonight. Let's just lift our hands in God's house. I thank you, Lord, for all the faithful men and women who over 35 years have put their shoulder to the wheel and built next to Phil and I, next to Hartley and uh, Nat, next to our amazing volunteers in every department's here the worshipers up on the stage who have built praise and worship over your beautiful people here, faithfully coming to serve the deacons, the kids' workers, Lord, the mums, the prayers. Oh, God, the ministers that you have raised up and have built this house next to, next to, next to each other. I thank you, Lord, that every single person's portion matters. Lift up your heart to him tonight. Jesus, Jesus, for you, Jesus, lift up our hearts. We give you our lives. We give you our hearts tonight. We thank you, Lord, what a privilege it is to stand next to each other and be builders of your mighty kingdom. Let your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Let us each hear from you and play our part, Lord. Whatever you have put in our hand, like that little boy, he gave you his, what he had in his hand. I pray over this week, Lord, across your people here, that you will show each one what you have put in their hand 
to give to Jesus, to be blessed, to build the kingdom, to see souls come through the doors of the house for lives to be renewed and healings and miracles to take place in our midst for our loved ones to come to you. Oh, Jesus, let's just, let's just pray for a moment. Let's just lift up our hearts. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We pray for those ones, Lord, in our lives that do not know you. Oh, God, our hearts are burdened for the souls of men and women around our lives who don't know you. For those who have drifted away from you, Lord, we cry out to you tonight. We cry out to you tonight, Lord that we together will be builders, that our hands will be extended, Lord, to be vision builders of your kingdom today. In Jesus' name, speak to each heart, Lord. As we gather on Friday night, let it be sacred. Let it be a sacred consecration because, Lord, we brought our desires to you and we've heard from you and Lord we take responsibility we set our affections right we put things in the right order oh God in Jesus name thank you just while we're in these closing moments you could be here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ you're a feeler far off from him but he's knocking on the door of your heart tonight, calling you home to him. Everything begins with Jesus. It begins when we surrender our lives to him, our hearts to him, and he washes us and cleanses us from all our sin. And if you're here tonight and you don't know Christ, or you once did and you've fallen away, but here you are in God's house tonight, I wanna pray for you and lead you in a prayer that asks Christ to come into your life. And if that is you here tonight, just while every head is bowed, just raise your hand and say, that's me, Chris, pray for me tonight. I wanna be included. I wanna take personal responsibility right now and pray that prayer and get my heart right with the Son of God, the only begotten Son of the Father, Jesus Christ. If that is you tonight, just raise it up and say, that's me, pray for me. I want to be in that prayer tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Just raise your hand up real high if that's you. Real high. Is that a hand at the back for salvation or worship? You're not sure? You want to be sure? Okay. Thank you, brother. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We don't want to have anything coming between us and the Lord. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can I ask that young man at the back? Do you want me to pray for you? Come. If there's anybody else that wants to come and join this brother, I'm going to um, pray for him down the front. And um, as, as, um, as Hartley comes to close the meeting, it's getting later and later. Does somebody with this young man look after him? Not quite. Oh, he's got a. He's got a zesky with him. Praise God. All right. You all right? You know. Yeah. You, you know each other. You have met. You got to come back. You got to clear your head and get. Yeah. Get a renewing of the mind. 
So come on, this is Pastor Hartley's going to stand with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this young man. Just set him free tonight. Just deliver him from all afflictions and all addictions. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke every attack on his life. I pray, oh God, for freedom in Christ tonight. In Jesus' name, set him free. Set him free. Just say this after me. Jesus, come into my life.